welcome everybody. Uh, this is uh, my third interview. I'm here with uh, Bali Chawa, and uh, I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, welcome, sir. And uh, you know, just uh, ha- glad to have you on the show and find out more about what you're doing in the uh, in the marketing spaces. In um, you know, and uh, it looks like you're you've got your hand in a lot of different stuff as far as uh, different. Uh, organizations you're you're partnered with or president of. Uh, I was looking at your your LinkedIn profiles. Quite quite a lot of stuff you're working on. So I just want to find out more about you and uh, you know and how you got to where you are. Sure, sounds good. Um, well, I started my business uh, career, I guess you could call it, uh, back in uh, 2008. I opened up some brick and mortar uh, locations uh, in the tax industry. Um, scaled that from uh, one location to over 15 locations in five states. Um, exited the industry in 2015, um, and kind of trying to figure out what I'm gonna, what I was gonna do. Uh, ended up falling into marketing. Um, I do have some other businesses on the side that I still have, but uh, marketing has been the main thing now. Um, fell into creating a company called Clear Sky Local, and um, you know, since we started. I guess late 2016, early 2017, which is not too long ago, believe it or not. <laughs> right? Um, right. We have um, we have worked with companies from all sizes, both local local companies and national franchises, on generating leads, results, sales, and a return on investment is our goal for our clients. Um, and since the past, over the past two years, we've spent over a million dollars on paid traffic on Facebook and Instagram. So we've been uh, pretty successful in getting results on those platforms. Oh wow, very cool, very cool. That's one thing I'm starting to get into myself as uh, as we spoke about a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah. just trying to help out um, fellow podcasters. You know, create a uh, a marketing strategy for them and get them some social media, uh, you know, visibility. You know, because a lot of people hear about podcasts through word of mouth, and so yeah. Um, so you know, I'm trying to change that industry. You know, if if that's even possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, we specifically focus all of our efforts on on paid advertising. So right now we're doing we're doing a big push onboarding in a specific vertical, um, and, and we're making it very clear. Hey, we we don't worry about posting or comments or likes and shares because at the end of the day, likes and shares does not put money in your bank account. So exactly. we're, we're focused on uh on uh generating leads, potential customers. Um, and then really what it comes down to in all business, uh, whether you're brick and mortar, digital, online, it doesn't matter. Uh, it comes down to uh, the follow-up, right? What are you doing after a person inquires to get them to convert to a customer or a sale? And that's where a lot of businesses fall short from what I see. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of them I, you know, are great at getting you started or great at maybe doing the middle leg work, but there's very little – follow up and, and uh you know making sure that the results actually do happen it's just kind of a set it and forget it um i've yeah. seen that a lot in in uh, businesses i worked for in the past um and then of course uh you know so you've got all this stuff you're doing what what drove you to move into this or is this something you did straight out of out of school starting all, into all of this or did you work other places and just say you know what enough's enough and i want to go into yeah, you know, starting my own company. <laughs> no, well, believe it or not, well, I hadn't, I didn't have many nine to five jobs. I've always, I've always went into business. Uh, after school, I kind of did, the, you know, the year off, like, oh, what are you gonna do? You know, mess mm-hmm. around, not get anything done. Uh, and then I fell into the industry kind of by accident that I, that I was into earlier. Um, but I've, I've never had a formal nine to five. Um, you know, besides like working at retail stores when I was in college. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. I'm only, I'm only 33, so, well, I say only, <laughs> I feel older now, but, but yeah, I've never had a, never had the nine to five. No, I'm in, I'm on Long Island. I'm in, I'm in Long Island, New York, so it's a suburb of, um, uh, outside of New York City. And I, I see, like, I would see people every morning when I would be going to school, getting on the train and, and doing that whole, that whole thing, and it just wasn't for me. I don't like waking up early. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of, I've always bucked the system. I've never really liked it, but I kind of fell into it because I didn't really know that there was something else I could be doing because I grew up out in the country. So, so there wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, you know, reaching out to, you know, maybe cows, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really get them to convert to customers or anything like that. So I went the normal route and then I was like, you know what? I just, I don't like this. I can't take this. I need to move on to something different. So I've, I've kind of seen both sides of it. I understand the, the allure of, you know, kind of starting your own business and doing that now that I'm starting it on my own. And so, uh, you know, it's very cool. Uh, it's a different world. <laughs> it's it's not an easy world, um, but it's definitely uh definitely can be rewarding. Um, you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice a lot, sacrifice time, sacrifice uh money. You know, so if you're if you're starting a business, if, if any of your listeners are you know in the brick and mortar world, um, you know, coming from that background, you know, what your first couple of years, you know, you could be taking home less than you would at a, if you had a paycheck at a job, but it's ultimately all about the bigger vision, right? What you're gonna do. Um, and, and bringing that up too, like something that just came to mind when I was starting out, I always, um, what, what kind of led me to, to expand was, was more about realizing, uh, kind of getting out of my own way and realizing, Hey, if I really want to grow a company or grow a business, uh, I need to put people in place. And it, and, and a lot of business owners feel like, Hey, if I have to pay someone, it's money I could put in my pocket. But once you get out of that mentality, you can start scaling your company to bigger, big, bigger and bigger heights, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the one thing. That's another thing that a lot of small businesses kind of fail on. And I feel is just the, the fact that they're, they feel like they have to do it all. And they're like, well, then I've got to bring on somebody. I got to find somebody I can trust. I've got to pay them. <laughs> and that's yeah. taken away from what I'm making, but they don't realize that if they would just do that and kind of let go of the reins a little bit, you know, it kind of opens them up to be able to do more. Exactly. Yeah, I had a conversation with a business owner today because we're doing a lot of prospecting right now, so I speak to a lot of business owners. I had a conversation with a business owner today who told me the same thing. He's like, yeah, so I, I ended up hiring people last year, and you know, it's a seasonal business. So we did the same amount that we did, and I had actually pay, pay employees. And I'm like, well, the problem was you went home and kicked your feet up because you had other people doing the work. You didn't go out and get more business. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep hustling. You got to keep you expanding. The, if you have the person that's there that's going to – handle the day-to-day or handle the service, your account service, your clients, whatever type of business they're in, your focus should only be how do I increase the revenue? How do I increase the sales? What do we have to do on that end to make it make sense for me to have more and more staff? Absolutely, because you want to keep increasing. You know, you don't want to get complacent. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people, that's another thing is, is a lot of people don't realize how much work is actually required to run your own company too. And that discourages a lot of people when they actually get in, they get discouraged because they're like, Oh, this is more than I was doing at my nine to five job. So, oh, 100%. It yeah. will be at first. It will be at it, first. I will, absolutely. Tell, you I will yeah. tell you this. When I took, when, when I started expanding in the brick and mortar world and I went, um, you know, once you get past the five locations, six locations and you start having infrastructure and you hire operational teams, at that point, like I realized towards the end of before my exit, 
I was not working at all. <laughs> so, so it's this, it is a struggle. It is, a, it's, it's a lot of long hours in the beginning. But once you pass that, uh, what's that? I forget the word. But once you pass that critical mass, I guess it might be, um, then at that point, it, it becomes a lot more freedom. There's a lot more freedom. You have much more time to dedicate to whatever it is you actually like doing. Is, um, believe it or not, a lot of people get into businesses and end up hating it. Right. Yeah, because they don't realize they don't have a full understanding because they see that image of that entrepreneur where they're like, yeah, I get to work my own hours. I get to wake up at noon and you know, yep. <laughs> I work like four hours a day. You know, there's books about this and all this. And they think all that just happens overnight. They don't realize that, you know, that person wrote that book after working and hustling and doing, you know, for 10, 15 years. And then they're like, OK, I finally established the point where, OK, <laughs> exactly. everything's just growing on its own. I've put in my 80 hour weeks every week for the last 15 years. I'm taking a break. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at now is I'm, you know, every spare hour I have, every spare minute I have, I'm working, you know, towards my business. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been blessed enough to have people around me who have told me that up front and been like, okay, yes, this is going to be hard work. If you're up for it, go do it. Well, <laughs> and, uh, 100%, at least they're not blowing smoke, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where I've been lucky because I've read a lot of good books. I've met a lot of good people like yourself who just are you know, flat out honest, like, hey, this is hard work. <laughs> are you prepared? <laughs> and yeah, uh, went a lot from of there. People like to, a lot of people like to sugarcoat it just to sell you something when they mm -hmm. have something to sell you. But <laughs> it's the reality of the fact. But it, 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 it's tough. But you know what? It is rewarding at the same time because oh. once you get it to that point where it's like, hey, you know what? You are really in control of your schedule. You have a team behind you that's handling your operations at that point, you know, your, your time, um, your time just opens wide up and you can, you know, focus on either growing or doing other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why I try and help uh, people with through my podcast. And, and uh, that's why I kind of wanted to keep it conversational because you never know where it could go is it's just demystifying a lot of that stuff, teaching them how to start their own businesses, how to become more creative, how to be, ready for what may come ahead, you know, and, yeah. and kind of, cause I get so many people that reach out to me every day and they're like, how do you do what you do? What are you doing? What, what makes what you're doing special? Where did you get the courage? Where did you get the desire? And I'm like, okay, well, let me teach you. Let me help you. <laughs> let me yeah. give you some information. And then I start seeking out, um, you know, people that I could uh, talk to that could help me learn this so I could then pass that information along. And that's where I got Logan involved. And of course he hooked us up as far yeah. as uh, setting up an interview. Um, so, you know, he's just super great guy. I've, I've loved working with him and, and helping him out, supporting him and his, his stuff, you know, and we've kind of been trading off work and, uh, yeah, so it's been really good. And like I said, you know, just trying to teach people, help people and, and, and not sugarcoat anything. Just give them the flat out honest truth. This is how you do it. <laughs> this yeah. is the steps, follow the, follow these steps, learn from these people, meet these people, and move forward if you're, you're ready. Gonna, and you're going to make a ton of mistakes along the way. It just comes oh, with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just comes with it. But, you know, everyone says you learn from your mistakes and, and, and all that stuff, which you do. Of course, you learn what not to do. But then the problem is a lot of times people don't have people around them telling them what they should do. Um, right. Which is another big mistake people make when they when they go out of business. They, they don't invest in mentors or, you know, people to coach them or guide them. Um, or they invest in the wrong ones. Like ones that are just mentors, uh, but that have never done it, and and I see that happening a lot more and more now with the internet. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, because you can find anybody on the internet to tell you anything you want to hear, basically. Well, uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to the pain points, right? They're speaking to you with all those pain points. And you're like, yeah, that's me. Oh, wait, wait, you, you really get me. And that person, you know, is trying to sell you on how to pitch you, like invest in real estate and do all this stuff. And then you find out they make more money just uh, telling you how to buy real estate, but don't actually do it themselves. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, predatory coaching out there, too. So I always recommend people always find somebody that, that you know, is reputable, has done what they're looking to do. So, like, I have I have coaches and mentors right now, and I have some for personal development, have some for business, right? I've been pretty successful in business. I've had my ups and downs, lost a lot of money, made a lot of money. But, um, you know, if there's a specific, like, I have a coach and a consultant for my digital marketing agency because, you know what, I, prior to the years I just started this, I have never built a digital marketing agency. I have built other businesses, so I wanted to reach out to people that have done what I was looking to do. Absolutely. That's really the key, the key important fact, uh, part of it is to find people, if whatever your interests are, whatever you're looking to do, um, find somebody that's been there, done that, and can guide you along the way. Right, yeah, because you wouldn't go take, uh, for instance, music lessons from somebody who's never played an instrument. You know? <laughs> so, so people would think that would be ludicrous, and the same applies in business. You know, you wouldn't. Like you said, a real estate, somebody who's never sold real estate before, um, you know, uh, you wouldn't go to somebody who's a used car salesman to learn about real estate. So, yeah, but so funny yeah. enough, funny enough, people go to school to learn about being an entrepreneur from teachers that have never been entrepreneurs, right? So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, or yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll date myself a little bit here myself. When I was in college, um, I was studying computer programming, and I absolutely hated it because – None of the people who were teaching computer programming in the college I was at were actually computer programmers. They were all mathematicians that got converted over because computers were still fairly new. <laughs> so, so they didn't have anybody to teach. And they're like, well, you guys are all smart. Just come over here and teach computers. It's all ones and zeros. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> exactly. So needless to say, I never finished out my college career at the age of 16 because I dropped out <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I'm not too sure about this. I'm, I was offered a teaching position. So <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, what can I learn if they're going to already want me to, to substitute teach and help out? Uh, so, you know, I just same same situation. You know, I was learning from people who had never actually gotten degrees in computer programming. And I was like, this is not going to work. I've so, done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the degree is one thing, but having done it in real world application is another thing, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. I mean, and that, that's what's so key is you've got to find people who are willing to teach you, who know what's going on, who, um, and that's you know that's that's so key because you can't you can avoid a lot of those painful moments and those mistakes if you can get somebody who's actually walk that path and says, okay, yeah, there's a pothole right there. Don't step in that. <laughs> yeah. Even simple things like, um, you, you know, like, like deal, structuring a deal, doing certain little, little things that you're going to need to along the way. Right. Right. Just, always find something that's done it. A lot of people go and say, oh, I'm just going to ask an attorney. But a lot of times an attorney is not the right person to guide you on a business move. Um, because they're looking for your legal rights, but not your, your, they don't, they may not understand the nuances of what you're doing. So, I was, right. I was cautioning people against that as well. Exactly. Yeah, because, uh, you know, or a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I just go on LegalZoom and do it. You know, I just put my yeah. form together. I'm like, there might be something in that form that doesn't really apply to you and could cause you trouble down the 
down the road. <laughs> you yeah. might want to check that out before you actually just sign up and give them 120 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legal Zoom, Legal Zoom. I, I mean, I've used it before, but I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, I and then I realized why am I paying Legal Zoom? I can just go directly to the state and just file the forms myself. <laughs> exactly. <and laughs> but everyone says like, oh, you know, you have to start an LLC. What they don't realize is that if you go to, uh, start an LLC and you're the only owner. Um, and then when you go file your return, you have to pay an extra self-employment tax and this extra taxes if you actually really make money and your structure, you'll end up owing more money than you would have if you just incorporated correctly. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm doing some tax plan. I'm working with a, with an advisor on some tax planning stuff right now. So I'm, I'm restructuring things. You know, I had it one way. It worked well for two, two years, but now I realize, hey, uh, um, I'm at the point where I don't have time to figure out what's the best structure for me. I'm just going to pay somebody else to figure that out for me. Right. And sometimes that's the best way to do it, as long as yep. you've got somebody that you know is an expert. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, yeah, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's you know, just so great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on, um, you know, uh, and uh, and sharing this wisdom. And uh, you know, is there anything uh, tips or tricks that you know, or anything that you have learned that you could share, you know, as yeah. far as, uh, as going far as along or anything or anything? Uh, as uh, as far as uh, you know, starting business, you know, starting your entrepreneurial journey, yeah. you know, things that you've learned that you normally share with people. Um, yeah, well, recently it's all been about, you know, helping other companies grow in the marketing side. When I started out, you know, I didn't really know much, but, you know, as you, as you realize, as you grow, you know, hiring employees, uh, setting up operational structures, creating processes for your team. Um, a lot of times, like entrepreneurs, like you mentioned earlier, you know, they're like, oh, I just have to do it myself because I'm the only one who does it best. But that's just because you, you didn't dedicate the time to really map out what you're doing. Um, so when you do that, you'll start seeing that you can replace yourself really quick. I always, I've been a proponent of, of replacing yourself as fast as possible and doing what you, uh, what you'd like to focus on. Um, but as far as, uh, I can share with you some marketing tips, uh, how, like are your listeners, uh, you know, maybe some, some have businesses or starting out or what are they like, are they looking to sell something like, give me a little, uh, background on your, on your listeners. Uh, well, um, what I'm, what I'm. Uh, you know, sharing with them is just how to um, get started with um, with basically sharing their story, building their personal brand, and then going out and taking. You know, I'm going to be starting on going out and taking that into the business world, and yeah. you know, making your making your brand marketable. Of so, course. Well, so here's what it comes down to. Here's what it really comes down to. What whatever your brand is, uh, whoever you are personally. You know something, you can do something that other people can't. Everyone has that ability. You just may have not found it yet. But what you really need to look at in your market or, or as you're building your brand, um, don't get pigeonholed into one, but also identify um, identify where the need is. There's always something out there. The fastest path to, to any cash is identifying a need in the market and, and going and providing a service. So, for example, I right now – at this very moment and running a campaign targeting a specific industry saying, Hey, I can help you get more customers, right? That's exactly what I, what I can do. And I have a whole program that I built that is designed to do that. And, um, over the past four weeks, I've gotten over 600 inquiries into that program, which is why I had to reschedule our call. <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, once you find that 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 market or that need in the market, really really uh, put yourself out there and and offer your help because if you don't make any offers, no one's gonna know that that you're that you're available to help them. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's one thing that I've actually mentioned on a couple episodes um, because a lot of people who start businesses they just drive them right into the ground because they lose their passion. Um, I've, I've seen several restaurants and businesses in Charlotte close for that very reason because they're like, I really don't have that passion anymore. You know, I don't enjoy that anymore. I want to go do something else. And instead of shutting down their business and going to do that other thing or changing their business and metamorphosizing it to be that, they just stick with it until they file bankruptcy and then just, you know, don't ever open up that other business because they failed or, yeah. You know, and uh, and that's one thing that I've said is, you know, t- you know, if your passion changes, be willing to step away from what you're doing. I've even told people that um, with my podcasting uh, business that I'm trying to start up with advertising, if that gets so busy, you know, I would be willing if I had to to step away from doing this podcast. Um, yeah. You know, because I would see that, OK, this really needs my attention and I don't have the time for this. And this is more important. You know, this is where I'm making my money. So, you know, it's time to shut this down. And a lot of people have responded back and said, oh, you know, your podcast is good. I like it. I like what you're doing. You shouldn't give it up. And I'm like, but that's the thing. If it's not working anymore, it's time to, you know, just cut it off. And, you know, I kind of just use that as an example, but, you know, just to you cut that a, off and move on to the next thing. You hit on a very, very important uh, important aspect that I've learned over the past few months um, is the ability to say no, right? So, like, um, you know, even as far as, like, uh, as early as six months ago, you know, somebody would come, you know, I, I, I have a Facebook group. I have a couple of things. You know, I, I'm out there. People, people know who I am. And a bunch of people would come to me with, oh, I have this idea or I have this thing. I want to do like this joint venture. I want to do this or that. Um, and I would say yes a lot. And then it would just distract me from my core focus, which is getting more customers into my business. Right. It's like, right. Oh, OK, let's do this little side thing here and there. And a lot of people like look at the Like a lot of people get distracted with opportunity. Right. Right. So what I realized, you know, like um, over the past uh, two or three months, I've just been saying no to everything. Anybody that brings me any opportunity or any type of business offer to do something, I've just been saying no because I, my only focus right now is how do I get to a million dollars in the next 90 days? Or how do I add a million dollars in revenue? Right. right. Absolutely. And, and if it doesn't fall into that focus, then I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help you right now. <laughs> right. Yes. And that's that's super important as well. I mean, that, that that's – you know, the thing, because, you know, when you start doing something, you just get bombarded all of a sudden, because once you start making yourself seen uh, online, you know, people just coming at you left, right and center. I'm sure you're you're yep. getting a lot more than I am, but I'm even seeing it where people are like, oh, yes, I'd love to do business with you. And I'm like, um, what is it? You know, I'll give them time. I talk to them. I'll have a phone call with them. I'll have a conversation. We'll sure. email back and forth. But once I realize it's something that doesn't add to what I'm doing and is only going to subtract from what I'm doing, I'm like, you know, I'd love to work with you, but um, at this time, it just doesn't make sense for me because I've got too much going on. You know, if that changes, you know, I'll keep you in in mind if it's something I'm interested in. If it's not, I'll be like, yeah, best of luck. Maybe I can connect you with somebody. Uh, Let me see who I can find, and I'll send you the information. You know, so I kind of divert and distract (laughs) if need be. That's true. 
like people come to me, um, you know, like I have a pretty big network in the business world, um, that's starting to reach out to me saying, Oh, can you, can you run some Facebook ads for, for this type of business? Or, and I'm getting these referrals and I could, yeah, I definitely could. But most of the time I'll say, Hey, listen, um, I, I'm focused on this industry right now, or this is what I'm focused on right now. Um, for me to do this, it would be a disservice to myself and to you, but I will go ahead and put you in touch with someone who I know that focuses just on what you're looking to accomplish. Right. right exactly. And that's essentially a nice way of saying no, but at least offering them extra value. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I'm at as well. I'm just trying to find them. Okay. This is who you need to talk to. This is what they specialize in. You know, let's make that happen. You know, best of luck to you <laughs> and then get yeah. back to what I'm working on. So absolutely. And that's, that's, I think probably one of the biggest points that I want to help people with. Cause like I said, I've seen so many people, you know, running small businesses that they just vanish and you never hear from the person again. That's like, yeah, well, if you would have just changed it, if you would have done this, you could have stayed, you know, just, just don't yeah. think that you have to be a one trick pony. You know, you don't have to open a shirt store and keep the shirt store. If you want to, if you want to start making ice cream, Put the shirts to the side, put your little ice cream parlor in, start doing that, and just phase out the shirts once the ice cream takes over, you know, just. Yeah, a lot of people get stuck in their ways, like, oh, this is the way right. I open it. And here's another thing, too. Uh, this is another tip that I learned uh, from experience as well. Uh, when you're starting to hire people for your for your business, whatever that business is, um, there's two ways to do it. You could hire someone with a lot of experience in, in doing what that is. Um, the problem or the downside with that is they come with their own bad habits. Like I remember hiring people that worked at other companies and other firms and they would say, oh, but we used to do it this way. I'm like, well, great. You're yes. not there anymore. Right. So you have to be careful of that. Um, you know, if I, I'm more of a, a proponent of home growing, like, all right, hey, let me bring somebody on, start them off here. We'll get them acclimated and, and elevate them. But at a certain point, you need to bring in somebody with experience, not necessarily in your industry, but, you know, like for me right now, I'm already looking for who can I bring as a COO in the next year uh, in 2019 that can take a company from five to 10 or 20 million. And then who could I bring in as a CEO to replace me that can do more. Right. Um, right. So kind of like, but that, that when a small business, very small business just starting out, maybe you don't have a brick and mortar online, bringing somebody in with, uh, with experience is great, but be careful of the bad habits that come with it. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. in even, the nine to five industry because working in IT, you know, we've had people on uh, teams, different places I've worked and, you know, they hire them. And they're like, yeah, this guy's been doing, he's been doing this work for 30 years. And then the first thing you hear when you're trying to teach them how to do something is like, well, that's not the way we did it here. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't work here or you don't work there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so this is the way we do it here. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's the uh, company approved method. So yeah, I've trained a lot of it people in my day and, um, you know, the same exact same circumstances. So yeah, that's definitely very important. You want to get somebody who's experienced enough to know what they're doing or, you know, that's, that's really brilliant, but at the same time, not so much experience that they, um, you know, have too much baggage to, to bring with them when they come in. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. But yeah, and, and I'm a big proponent of anything can be taught. You know, I've, I've literally told my boss before, like, um, at previous jobs, like, you know, I can go out on the street and pick somebody up and teach them what I do. <laughs> and they don't they they don't even have to have ever turned on a computer because you can teach anybody a skill. What you need is that desire to learn. That's the most important exactly. part. 
And uh, so, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for when I finally get my business to the point where I have to start hiring people is people who are willing to learn and, and, and excited about it. And then, you know, I can teach them the rest because I'm learning it myself right now. So it'll still be fresh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, you know, again, thank you, man, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you've been super busy and we've had to reschedule a couple of times. But, um, you know, if, if you want to uh, give a shout out how people can get in touch with you and, and kind of what you're doing, you know, so sure. if anyone in my audience is interested, they know how to get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. You could uh, go to my website, clearskylocal.com. Uh, if anyone ever wants to book a call with me, there is a calendar there to book a call with me. Um, but if you have any questions about anything I've uh, spoken about here or anything at all, uh, my email address is on that page as well. It's bchowla at clearskylocal.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, I'll be more than happy to, to chat with anybody in your audience that has any questions for me. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. You're on the, the East Coast. Or, yes, I am. Okay. I, oh, you, all right. Yeah, you said Long Island, of course. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I just spaced out there for a second. So, yeah, so I hope you have a great evening, man. Thank you for being on the show. And um, if everything goes to plan, this thing should air actually on Sunday, tomorrow morning. No, Monday Monday morning, sorry. Monday morning. Okay, so, great. So we'll, we'll have it out there. I'll shoot you the link um, that morning. Uh, for it if you want to share it out on your uh, social media and uh, I'll be sharing it out, you know, LinkedIn uh, uh, through my various social sites on my newly christened podcast advertising. <laughs> we'll get this awesome. get this thing listened to. Awesome. All right, David. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, like I said, anybody in the audience that wants to reach out, feel free to do so. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Have a great evening. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle Publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.